With the broader economy essentially shutting down for the month of April, some estimates show that the unemployment rate in Canada is going to hit anywhere from 10 to 15 percent. Not only is this having a direct and immediate impact on millions of Canadians, but many Canadian investors who hold portfolios in marketplaces are seeing their nest eggs erode as market valuations tumble with expected business closures. While many things are out of our control, are there ways for Canadians to utilize tax planning measures to take advantage of the current market conditions? This podcast is brought to you by Dentons, the world's largest law firm with a global team that builds agile, tailored solutions to meet the local, national, and global needs of private and public clients of any size in 183 locations serving 75 countries. Before we begin this podcast, please note that anything discussed or said on this podcast does not constitute legal advice. Welcome everyone to the Tax Insights Podcast by Dentons. I'm your host, Chris Young, and today I would like to talk about ways that Canadians can take some control over their financial well-being, even under the current market volatility and uncertainty. I'm joined by Keith Hennel, lead partner of the Dentons Tax Practice Group in Edmonton, and he is very experienced when it comes to tailoring tax planning solutions for a wide range of clients. Keith, thank you for joining us again on the Insights Podcast. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. So, Keith, when we look at the current situation in the marketplace, we've seen a massive drop in, you know, whether it's business valuations or stock market valuations, portfolios, and really it's to the response of the global pandemic. At the same time, there's an expectation that I think at least that there's going to be a significant rebound in the months to come, uh, whether it's when the government stimulus program kicks into high gear or when countries begin lifting the emergency health measures. So during this time, however, there are probably opportunities that individuals can take to provide greater financial certainty for the future. And Keith, uh, there are two ideas that I want to talk to you about today. The first one being estate freezes. Keith, can you explain in general what estate freezes are? Absolutely, Chris. So an estate freeze is a succession planning um, concept whereby a shareholder of a private corporation exchanges their common shareholder interest in that corporation for a class of a fixed value preferred share that does not grow in value and the value of that share they get in exchange is equal to the common shares they've given up. And what that does then after the exchange, new common shareholders can come in and subscribe for shares for a nominal amount. So it allows new new shareholders to come in without having to pay a large subscription price if the corporation does have some value. Um, and it allows the future growth after the exchange to attribute to the new common shareholders, which could be a family trust or a, f- a family member. Right. Now, before we go into the benefits and the reasons why we want to do that, there's another concept as well that uh, if you can just provide a, a description about, or if you could just explain a little bit about our refreezes and, and what are refreezes? So again, very similar in concept to an, a, an estate freeze. A refreeze is essentially when taxpayers already undergone an estate freeze and is holding a class of fixed value preferred shares already. And the company, for example, drops in value, like in the current state, below the value of the old free shares. What happens then is, is that taxpayer can do another exchange, being an exchange of their old free shares for a a new class of of free shares, which have a value equal to the lower value of the corporation or the the value of the corporation today. And what that does is is basically resets the state freeze to the lower current value of the corporation. And again, same concept after the fact, new common shareholders can come in 
um, and subscribe for, for value or the existing common share holder can stay in place and all the future growth from that point on will we'll attribute to those common shares. So with estate freezes and refreezes, what are some of the key reasons and benefits of, of doing this? You start with the overarching concept that when when a taxpayer dies, when they pass away, generally speaking, there's what they call the deemed disposition on death. So a taxpayer is deemed to have disposed of or sold their capital assets, for example. So shares in a private corporation, you're deemed to have sold them and reacquire them right after. So it's a taxable event. It triggers tax. So by doing a refreeze, uh, when the the value of the corporation has decreased, a taxpayer reduces the value of the shares that they're holding at the time of their death, which then reduces their ultimate tax liability on death, um, which can be as significant if valuations have gone down as much as you know most likely have now. So what this does is, is really just a reduction of, of tax on death in basic terms. And what about um, when it comes to succession and other intergenerational planning? So it's also a really good time and opportunity to um, insert a family trust. Think about your succession planning, the next generation, your children, your grandchildren, spouse or partner. It's an opportunity to insert a family trust to take the future growth. And you have, generally speaking, 21 years um, with a trust to have that trust sit there and, and accumulate growth before you have to decide what to do with that growth. So it really um, defers the tax on that asset, on that value for many, many, many years down the road. What about taxpayers who have life insurance uh, in place to cover the, the tax on death? So one of the other side benefits of perhaps doing these transactions, these freezes or refreezes, is that a taxpayer should be considering what the tax on their, their death might be. And so one of the strategies to deal with that tax burden, that tax liability, is to get life insurance. If a taxpayer, say five years ago, looked at their situation and said, my company's worth X, I pass away, uh, my tax liability will be roughly X based on that value. They revisit that today when markets are down, they do a freeze, a refreeze. They could potentially cut down the amount of life insurance they will need to cover their tax liability because their tax liability would be reduced. Obviously, everything's a moving target, but that's that's the general concept. So they could end up actually saving money today, not just down the road with the tax liability by revisiting what maybe their life insurance needs are. Right. And more money into their various <laughs> stock portfolios. Yeah. Um, and then what about dividends? You know, you you have a lot of investors, obviously, they're, they're earning dividends uh, off shareholdings and some with uh, through fixed value prefer shares. How do those, how can those individuals benefit uh, from some of this planning as well? So this is, um, I guess, I think what you're leading to is more of a technical corporate law concept, whereby generally speaking, a corporation cannot declare or pay dividends to the extent it would reduce the value of the preferred share, a preferred share that's issued, or if it's insolvent um, or illiquid. So all that to say is like a lot of corporations, when their value has been impaired, as in current market conditions will need, need to be mindful of whether they meet the solvency liquidity tests from a corporate law perspective to be able to pay any dividends. By doing a, fr- a freeze transaction or a refreeze transaction, you actually reset that level because you've reduced the amount of the preferred shares that are out there that are an obligation of the corporation and thereby allow the company perhaps to pay dividends sooner when the value of the company goes into the, into the black. You know, we take a look at in the current situation, I mean, everyone is affected, whether we're talking about family trusts or we have 
investment corporations that do have portfolios of securities. I guess, Keith, at the end of the day, everybody has this opportunity now to to take a look at it and should probably take a look at utilizing various tax plan measures to readjust you know, how things are looking uh, from a planning perspective. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. I think it's time for uh, the taxpayers can take a look at their situation, their structure, and you know, take advantage of the mar- the, oppor- the markets um, the way they are now over the next few months to actually gain something from this so that when you come out on the other side, you actually can look back and say, you know what, things were, were really bad, but I took this step and we actually, you know, down the road, we're going to gain something from this. Um, and it's not a lot of work. And I do this all the time as my practice. These are the types of transactions I do on a, on a regular basis. So I see the benefits and we're well versed in putting these together and, and walking, walking people through um, the issues and the traps and, and making sure that things are done correctly. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, there's uh, people do need to be mindful of this. I guess this is why, you know, we do encourage people to to reach out to tax experts or tax lawyers like yourself, Keith. Any last words in terms of what people should be mindful of when they are looking at these tax planning measures? I think one thing is is to work with your advisors, work with your your tax advisors, your your financial advisors and work collaboratively to make sure everyone has the full picture because with all the knowledge, you can have a better result. This isn't one size fits all. So the nuances matter, your family situation matters, your your goals matter, and they can all be factored into to putting something together to for you today to take advantage of, of where the current market conditions are. Keith, I, uh, I like your initial quote there, might as well make lemonade out of all the lemons we've been handed. <laughs> I think that's uh, definitely worthwhile advice to take uh, in the current situation. So lots of things to think about when it comes to tax planning in the current crisis. Definitely very hard hitting global pandemic right now that is changing or creating a new reality for all of us. Keith, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us for today's podcast. Thank you, Chris. It's uh, been a pleasure. And for those listening, if you like the podcast, make sure to give us a like and make sure to follow the Denton's Insight podcast. Every time we have a new one, you'll be notified of the updates. We will catch everybody next time. Thank you for joining.